Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Kallenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, Part Two, they examine motives, our tendencies to judge others, and the dangers that lie ahead for God's people so all can have prepared hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose. everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. We would like to welcome you once again to our series, The Temple of the Mind, Part 2. And this would be program number 32, Bring Us Not Into Temptation. And uh, that is Matthew 6.13. And Susan, would you, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, we are grateful that you do have the power to lead us from temptation and... and um, you work with us to um, help us to understand that by giving up, we actually win. By um, by not waging war as the world wages war, but through your love and through your um, power of love to draw us close to you and to help us to change our hearts and our minds. And so we just pray now that you will send your spirit to be with each person listening right now, that um, that we all can surrender to that, to that love and that power in order that we might be changed into your likeness. And so we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Susan. I, I was reading from a paraphrase that I like to um, read from. It's called The Remedy, and it's... Um, Matthew 6.13, lead us away from temptation and deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom of love and the power of love and the glory of love forever and ever, so let it be always be. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, love, because the opposite— What did we talk about last program when we opened it up? What was our problem? Is fear. Right. Right. Our resentments where we didn't get our way in the past and our anger is we're not getting our way now. And our fear is we won't get our way in the future. And everybody, I mean, I know with me, I was living in the past and I was living in the future, but I was not living in the day because of fear. Right. And so we know that God is love. And not only is God love, but God is perfect love and And perfect love. Love casts out fear, which is our problem. And so, you know, if you think about it, you know, a person would say, well, I'm not afraid of anything, but just start thinking about it. Just to take some time and think about the things that, you know, uh, are you afraid financially? Are you, you know, and, and there's just... Are you afraid of... Right, so we, we were talking about this earlier, too, and it's like, well, I'm not afraid of anything. Well, mm. are you afraid of snakes? Well, yeah, I'm afraid of certain Black snakes. Black widows? Yeah. Yeah. You know, am I afraid of getting an illness? Uh, yeah. You know, and I think we're fear... So there's that juxtaposition. You either have faith and love and trust in God, or you have fear 
hate, unhappiness in this world. You know, I think that's and, where the two collide. And we're tempted to fear constantly. I wrote the word opinion down. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I wrote it down was it's bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Have you noticed today? First, I'm going to preface this with, have you ever been wrong? I am wrong a lot. Right. Have you noticed today that everyone has an opinion on everything? Always. Do you think any of those opinions have gathered in all the facts in the universe about what they're giving the opinion on? Probably not. Probably not. Now, remember, God says uh, that by our words we will be justified, and by our words we will be condemned. When we have an opinion on everything without gathering all the facts— that's a big temptation. And what the temptation is, is to make ourselves look better with our own opinion and to worship our own opinion without having all respect th- towards anything, anything else. Yeah, and not else. being able to embrace all the facts and look at it through every lens possible mm-hmm. before we form an opinion. And so I think that's one of the biggest temptations nowadays with social media with uh, the availability of information, you can gather so much information on one side of uh, on a on a on a side of whatever an opinion, you're drawn, whatever to. you're gravitating towards, <laughs> right? And uh, and we can just load those guns with all that ammunition and just fire away. Um, and I think that's dangerous. I think that's a temptation, uh, a very a very um, fruitful one for the devil mm-hmm. to show us how. To show the rest of the universe how arrogant God's children can be, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right. Because see, t- a temp- temptation's an enticement to sin, but it doesn't come from God, but from Satan and from the evil of our own hearts. God can't be tempted with evil, and He Himself tempteth no man. That's James one thirteen. Right, and I think Satan likes to bring t- us into temptation so that the evil of our characters can be revealed. Maybe even not to us, but to definitely to everybody else, so that he can claim us as one of his soldiers. Remember, you know? we 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 need to look at this thing in that big picture. Right, the battle between Christ and Satan, the battle between good and evil, the the where the onlooking universe is looking at this. Paul calls it a theater. We're a spectacle, mm-hmm. and it's either the you know either. Be takers or givers. Right. Remember, God's law is don't take. Right. Don't take your father and mother's reputation. Don't take your neighbor's stuff. Don't take her wife. Don't even think about taking. Don't take somebody's life. Don't you know? It's just don't take. And God has had had written that 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 law on stone, but now He wants to write it in our hearts. He wants. But right now we are taking a lot of people's reputation. Right, we and, are, and so writing in our hearts means giving us a character, a changed character. Precisely. So that we view others in a loving, godly way as opposed to a human judging way. Right, because we're afraid that—out of fear. Right. Because that's why we Because if we're, if we're docile and we think good of everybody, then we're afraid someone's going to mm-hmm. get something over on us. It's just human nature. Right. In the symbolic prophecy of Zechariah, Satan is seen standing at the right hand of the angel of the Lord, accusing Joshua, the high priest, who is clothed in filthy garments. Remember that in Zechariah? Right. And this represents the attitude of Satan towards every soul whom Christ is seeking to draw unto himself. 
The enemy leads us into sin, and then he accuses us before the heavenly universe as unworthy of the love of God. But the Lord said to Satan, I, the Lord, rebuke thee, Satan. Even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebukes you. This is a brand plucked out of the fire. What has the devil got to do to make me look bad? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> That's all he has to do. Yeah, on uh, of all of us. Right? On every one of us. Just tell the truth. And so he doesn't even have to lie about us. But but remember now, and Joshua and unto Joshua he said, the Lord said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. Now that's Zechariah three, one through four. Now what does the white raiment symbolize in 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 the Bible? White raiment is a pure character. It's nothing that God covers us with. That's a metaphor. God gives us a new character when we, like last program, we talked about we gain the ability to forgive even our enemies. Mm-hmm. We get ourselves out of the center so we can't be offended. Mm-hmm. We we treat other people in a godlike fashion so we open up the channel of blessing that so that God can pour his love and we can actually embrace it. Because once again, the wages of sin is death. Sin separates us from God. And sin closes that channel where God's love can actually reach us, and we lose the capacity to love. And God wants us to gain the capacity to love. So if we assimilate Christ, if we partake of the bread of life, just like if you eat bread, it becomes a part of you. If we partake of of the life of Christ, and he is symbol as the bread of life, we assimilate that character. By it beho- becomes a part of us. becomes a part of us. By beholding, we become changed. That's the white raiment. Right. We have to keep that channel open. We can't keep it open. He does. But we have to lead and go follow that light. Right. We have to listen and, and respond to the calling. Exactly. Right. Because the gift of repentance is a gift. It's not something that we can conjure up in ourselves. It's something that the Holy Spirit does that works with us in order for us to have our 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 minds and our hearts changed and God in his great love is seeking to develop in us a, the precious graces of his spirit he permits us to encounter obstacles persecution and hardships not as a curse but as the greatest blessing of our lives you know as you were as you were reading that i was thinking about um because it's not it's not a template on how do you how you come to God. Right. There's no template. Nope. There's all different ways. Remember the the I think it's Luke 15, the the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son. Mm-hmm. What does the coin have to do in order to be found? Nothing. Nothing. It's just laying there, mm-hmm. right? It may have a little bit of a a dull shine to it, where the woman who's sweeping the house can find it because it looks a little different than dirt. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. But it's just laying there. What does the sheep have to do? Cry to out. Found? Yeah, because he nibbles and 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 he looks up and he's lost. Right. And now the shepherd has gone looking for him, but the hills are in the way. But he hears the bleeding of the sheep in the distance. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he finds the sheep and he carries him back on his bosom. And the, and the sheep, all the sheep does is cry out. Mm-hmm. What did the lost son do? 
He saw that his ways were folly and decided, I'm going to go back and just get at least what his the his father's servants were getting, or the pigs. So, I'll, I'll just go and, you know. Yeah, well, he looked at his father through right. a different lens than he had. The, the Bible says he came to himself. In other words, and you you, you got there, I got there. Uh, did you not wake up in a pig's sty? Yeah. Were you not eating pig's food? Yeah. Yeah. Were you not loving it for a while? Sure. You know? Right. Me too. Right. People ask me, why don't you quit doing dope? I would say, why? Right. I actually thought I had it going on. And that's what sin does to us. We think we've got it going on. Mm-hmm. That's None of that stuff I went through was in my graduation speech. Right. I'm sorry. It wasn't. It wasn't on my resume. It happened because when we separate ourselves from God, we get farther and farther away. Well, it's just like the the lost sheep, right? He's taken a nibble here and a nibble there, but each nibble is taking him further and further away from the one who can actually protect him, which is the shepherd, and that's the human condition. Yes. We're always looking for something better than what we have, and so it draws us further and further away from the peace and the love and the gentleness and the kindness and the self-respect that we have with God and the simpleness that we have with God. We're always looking for that better bite. Mm-hmm. You know, the sheep is always the, thinking that grass is going to be greener on the other side of the fence, and yeah. that's the it's like a human condition we all have. And that grass comes in many forms, right. dangly, shiny things. Right. You know, um, resentments mm-hmm. jealousy power that, that power well you you, you you want to test a man's character don't tempt him with evil give him power right that will really test a man's character right. so we now you and i we wake up in the pig pen mm-hmm. one minute we're loving it the next minute like the young man came to himself so what does he have to do he has to do something. He has to turn a different direction. He has to turn do a different direction. Do something rec- different than what do, he's done yes. his whole life. Yes. The Lord told me, Rich, 41 years, your way has not worked. It's time to try a new way. I said, well, how am I going to do that? Well, it's real simple. It's not going to be easy, but it's real simple. Mm-hmm. You turn, you repent. That's what it means to turn 180 degrees. Okay, so the so the young man is coming back. Does he do anything other than just come back? No. Who does everything? The father does. The father does. The father comes and runs. The father's the one that's always looking for him down the road, and he sees him coming. Exactly. So the father is always anticipating that his children who have gone away from him will someday come back to him to see because of his goodness. So you see in all the parables— the woman sweeping is looking, the shepherd is looking, and the father is looking in all three parables. Mm-hmm. So the father comes and he runs and he meets his son. And it, the son was forgiven the day he left. Right. The son just did not have the capacity to embrace it. Mm-hmm. Understand or he chose that. to reject it at he that time. chose to reject it. And so therefore it had no effect on him. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That's it. Forgiveness, perfect forgiveness, is a character trait of God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't depend on our actions. Right. It, Just it, like me forgiving my wife for something she did or her forgiving me for something I did does not depend on our actions. If you, if someone has wronged you and you're waiting for them to react in a certain way before you can forgive them, it's not going to happen. Right. Because we don't control them. Right. That's the good thing about addiction recovery 
is we don't have to control anybody else. The good news is the problem's with us. Right. And we can do something about that. We can stop running from God, and we can actually turn towards him and let him run to us like he did with the prodigal son, mm-hmm. put the mantle on, make a feast for us. Mm-hmm. That's what God wants to do. He's always been watching. Right. He's always been watching. Every temptation resisted, every trial of bravery gives us a new experience and advances us in the work of character building. That this what this program is about. The Temple of the Mind is about building character to, to, to be able to hold your head high with dignity and be a child of God and not hold your head in shame, but say, I'm walking with God and I'm, and I'm okay inside my own skin. I can actually sit alone in the dark and not go out of my mind when I think about the day that I just had. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and so the soul that through divine power resists temptation reveals to the world and to the heavenly universe. Remember the big picture that the effectiveness of the grace of Christ is real. Right. It's real. Right. You can see it happen in people. Right. But while we're not to be intimidated by trial, we should pray that God doesn't allow us to be brought where we will be drawn away by the desires of our own evil hearts. In praying the Lord's Prayer, we surrender ourselves to the guidance of God, asking him to lead us in safe paths. And but the choice of the path that we take is still ours. It's still ours, but he, but we have to, if we get self out of the way, it's a much it's much easier to go down the path God has designed for us. Right. If we get self out of the way. Remember, if it's my way, I'm going to have resentments, anger, and fear. Mm-hmm. If it's God's way, I don't have to worry about it. Right. Trust. Right. You know, we think about, I mean, you you just got over COVID a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And while you're sick... You lose the capacity to recognize how sick you are until you, until you start, start to feel to get better. Well, yeah, until you start getting better. You don't better. know how bad it is. And and see that, and that's the that's the thing about the sickness of sin. We don't know how sick we are. Remember right. Jeremiah seventeen nine says that 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 we are the the mind is deceitful, deceitful above all things, and desperately sick. Right. Some versions say desperately wicked, but some versions say desperately sick the mm-hmm. whole head is sick and i don't think sometimes we realize how selfish we really are mm-hmm. um so we can't we can't um without self-reflection and it like like paul says um um take a look at yourself and see if you're with you're in the faith because mm-hmm. without without self-reflection without looking like Psalm 51, David saying, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. Mm-hmm. Without that, we need to know... What our need is. What our need is. Right. And so with with you, when you had COVID, you what, what did you do? We, by recommendation, we took certain vitamins, vitamin D, zinc, right? Mm-hmm. We did a certain regimen. We didn't have to do that. Fresh but we, juice. Fresh juice. We did all those things possible that we could do but the re- the healing is still in God's hands right right and it's like any illness I remember one time I had bronchitis and you know it almost killed me right mm-hmm. and the, and the and the doctor said you know if you'd have waited a couple more days you'd, you'd be in the hospital with pneumonia and it would, I don't know what we could do because you know we're not getting any younger that kind of thing gets 
little bit dicey. So anyway, um, he prescribed for me a Z-Pack, right? Mm -hmm. And it knocked it out, right? Mm -hmm. But after I took the Z-Pack, I coughed up more stuff, Mm -hmm. more stuff than I was coughing up. And the symptoms almost got worse before they got better. But I trusted the doctor to take those pills. I don't can't remember how many days it was, but I had a choice mm-hmm. to trust the doctor mm-hmm. and take the pills mm-hmm. or not trust the doctor and do my own way. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We have the same choice with God. We trust the doctor because this is a healing message. It's character building. It's right. about. It's, it's, a, it's not about the deeds to be done and the sins, sins to, to be shun. Shun. It's not The Bible's not a code book right. telling you what to do and what not to do. Right. It's, a, it's a book on telling us how to treat other human beings so that we could be more dignified ourselves. Right. And, and, and how that works. That's how the universe works. The universe works on a don't take principle, mm-hmm. but we work on a take principle. Mm -hmm. And so to put others first and get self out of the way is a lifelong learning process. And Jesus simply says, partake of me and I will, I will get you there. But we have to trust him. In other words, take the Z pack, take take the antibiotics, take the medication. And do the things that are going to encourage your health as opposed to the things that are going to encourage death. So don't go out and start smoking and putting, you know, uh, smoke into your lungs because that's the last thing your lungs need. It needs nice, fresh, clean air, and you need sleep, and you need to eat foods that are going to give you strength and power, not, you know, sit there and eat a box of Cracker Jacks. And, you know, we always go back to the farmer, and I love doing it. The farmer simply does, when he when he grows things, he does the things that encourage the growth, mm-hmm. but the growth is still a miracle. Right. That's all it is. Jesus is, is giving us the advice to do those things that encourage the growth. Right. In other words, Paul says, think on these things, things that are kind, gentle, pure. And that those things will encourage the growth, but the growth is still a miracle. You know, the farmer, he waters, he weeds, he prunes, he he does all the he he pest controls, but he does not grow the plant. Nor does he have the sunshine. Nor does he that's, have the sunshine. That's a blessing from yes. The Lord. He does the, the things that encourage the growth. The growth is still a miracle. In our walk with Christ, all we can do is our daily devotions, be kind to others, tr- uh, try not to, um, how do I want to say? Um, do unto you, others as you would have it, them do precisely, unto you. Precisely. That's be, pretty be much it. Be a loving human being and, and not and, be, be for people and not be against people. And you have to be introspective to be able to do that. You have to be honest about what is going on with you, like we were talking about earlier. The good thing in addiction recovery is I'm the problem. Right. Good. We can do something about that. If everybody else is the problem, I, I'm, I'm lost. Right. See, and and that's what Chris, true Christianity teaches us. We are the problem. Right. Not everybody else. And God isn't the problem God either. is not the problem. He and is I think not... that a lot of times a lot of religions are centered on, well, God is the problem. He's therefore, angry. I have to do something to assuage his anger so that he doesn't take the revenge out on me. And God's saying, I don't, you know, sin is what is causing your yeah. death. I yeah. I don't need to do something to harm you. I'm trying to restore you. Yeah, the doctor that gave me the Z-Pack was not angry at me. He wanted to get that bronchitis. Right, because it was going to kill that you. That infection was going to kill you. The, the infection of sin is what's going to kill us, people. Right. 
And God wants to eradicate that, but he needs our cooperation. He needs us to take the medication. He needs us to assimilate Christ. And then once we take the medication, he desires us to go and to share that medication and, with everybody and else. part of that medication is sharing it with it, sharing him with everybody exactly. else. Exactly. You know, make, you, make us That's all fishers of men. That's part of the protocol. Of, That's the protocol, fishers of men, you right. know. We're not fishing for fish anymore. We're fishing for men. Yes. That's a that's a big deal. Um, we're going to have to wrap it up again, folks. Uh, you can give us a call, 916-645-1297, or go on the website, www.justasiamministries.com. We have a couple of books there. We have... Um, the uh, could it be this simple the way out of your prison which is a really good workbook on character development and also we have clean seven steps to freedom which is a, a another workbook that we are using in the prison as well and so uh, we can get those out to you they're free for you just uh, drop us a line and remember folks there's only two ways to live your life one is like nothing is a miracle the other's like everything is a miracle and you have the freedom to choose our father who art in Thank you for listening to the Temple of the Mind Part 2 on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. Thank you for listening, and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Power